hey, hey, you guys. Thank you all so much for being back for Black Canvas. We're on season eight, and I'm just so excited to have another amazing special guest here with us. We have Mr. Bruno Barbieri. Bruno's dad is Brazilian, and his mother is from Ecuador. His dad was a marine biologist, and he met his mother when she was at the university in Ecuador. He was her teacher, and after that, he was working with shrimps his whole life, had a couple of farms and cultivated it. Because of that, he had to change a lot, and the whole family would move with him. So Bruno had moved more than 43 times in his life, changing schools, neighborhoods, cities, states, and even countries. He's lived in Argentina, Ecuador, Brazil, Miami, Germany, Portugal, Italy, and even Mexico. And because of all of the changes, he had to adapt and never had or found a sense of belonging. After a while, Bruno lived in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and started studying environmental engineering and received a scholarship to go to Europe and continue his studies there. And that's when he made that move to Germany. When he came back to Brazil, he finished his studies and graduated, and he realized he didn't want to do just an eight to five job. So he had a lot of challenges that he faced with his parents having cancer and learning how to make the most of his life. He realized that he wanted to be in front of the camera and he started acting and he had a lot of gigs and extra work in Brazil. And he's worked for Dolce and Gabbana Runways. He's also worked for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, commercials, catalogs, editorials for Levi, Nike, and he's worked with major labels. And the great thing about Mr. Bruno is that he has a heart of gold and he is a person who I really admire and what he's been able to work through in his career. And we're so glad to have you, Bruno, here as a guest on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Hey man, thank you for receiving me and allowing me like to have the space to talk a little bit about my life. Absolutely, Bruno. Like I said, I'm, I'm really honored to talk with you. And for our listeners, Bruno and I have been kind of talking for a couple of months now, and we were able to get our schedules together. And I'm just very excited to have you on the show. And so I created some questions that I thought would be really great for the audience to get to know you. So if you're ready, I want to kind of go straight into them. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So can you describe for us, what is a typical work day for you um, in modeling as well as being an actor? What normally goes on in a typical work day for you? So, yeah, first of all, before getting to the work day, I need to, it's like uh, I have a lot of castings. So my whole week is dedicated to that. So I have to do uh, right now because of COVID, everything changed a little bit so it's everything i can do in my home i can do self-tapes and send it to the agencies and modeling and acting is very different but very similar in the way that it works so for example if uh, i have a job for uh, i don't know a movie a show or something for the tv they ask me to do a self-tape like with a, a line or a scene and if I have something to a, a brand or a photo shoot, they ask me to do sometimes acting, sometimes just walking, sometimes poses. But when I get the, the gig, 
I just go, I have, I receive my, my like work day, uh, planning one day, two days before. So it's kind of crazy because everything is super like, to be honest, is a mess because you can't like, um, how can I say that? Organize when one week ahead, for example, you have to be prepared for any time receiving your your schedule and your lines and your script you know so yeah uh, I struggled a lot of the with this at the beginning because I like a little bit of organization in my life <laughs> so at the end of the day I, I managed to be like even more I guess going with the flow you know so I just received my 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 sheet my schedule and the next day I'm ready. So I go to the stage or to the set. I, I know my lines or I know what I have to do. And I just usually get there like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, then I have a, a, a coffee or a tea because I like to do intermittent fasting. Because I, I think I get more focused on the job and what I need to do during the day and at eight I start doing makeup or rehearsing a little bit if I have a a scene or someone with me you know like in the scene and usually at nine ten we start shooting and that goes until we finish sometimes uh sometimes no all the time it doesn't go as planned so we ended we end up like having two, three, four, sometimes six hours extra. So I have to be prepared for that too. And yeah, at the end of the day, I made a lot of friends. I had a lot of fun. And for me, what the magical part is seeing the, the expressions of people, like when they see the scene or when they see uh, the, the shooting, you know, I just love to see the expressions of the director, of the producers. So, yeah, my work day for me is fun, you know. I never get bored of this. It's amazing, man. It sounds amazing. And you know the great thing, Bruno? I've talked to a lot of uh, models and entrepreneurs on the show, and they've had some contestants even from America's Next Time Model on the show as well. And they've told me about just that experience because reality TV is, of course, completely different than going to a go see or um, being able to um, show your portfolio um, to different casting agencies. And when we talk about like commercial work versus high fashion work, it's completely different, but it's also fun. And there's a lot of money in commercial modeling as well. Um, but I love that you said, hey, this is something that you love to do. And there's a lot of downtime, like you said, between makeup or if they're doing last minute adjustments as far as wardrobe, there's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on in this industry. And I'm just glad that you're a part of it because we get to learn through you. <laughs> That's really cool. All right. Go ahead, Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to add something because you said the word is downtime, you know, like, yeah, we have a lot of that, man. It's like in between castings, sometimes we stay like, months without any job you know so we just need to keep alive man just need to keep grinding you know 
So I love that. I love the grind and I love waking up, you know, working out and reading and studying. And, you know, at the same time, to be honest, I live in, I'm living life, you know, I'm traveling, I'm seeing things and I, I can ask for more, man. It's amazing. And the great thing is you learn how to be fiscally responsible as well is I think like that helps you when you are spending money um, during the next couple of months or if there's a, maybe a, a week or two or months between jobs, like you really have to, in your mind, set aside, this is how I'm going to plan to do this. I know for myself, I do vision boards as well as I do like cost benefit analysis sheets. And I like to just kind of look at pros and cons um, to a lot of decisions. And so I know with modeling and acting, of course, you just never know when the next job is going to come. But if you build those relationships, like you said, with those directors or with those um, fashion designers or houses, like they will definitely want to work with you again. And it gives you that rapport that it's hard to build, especially when you're um, growing up in an industry or when we get older in different industries, you know, sometimes they're looking for youth or something different. And so the great thing, like you said, if you're staying in shape and you're doing all the next right things, building those relationships, um, people are going to want to hire you for the, for their show. True, true, true. All right. So Bruno, I have another question for you. So um, how has, um, have you had an actual mentor? Can you tell me if someone has mentored you in your career and how has their influence helped you become stronger in acting and modeling? Um, yeah, I think I had a mentor in my life. First of all, my dad, you know, uh, it was not directly related to what I do now, but, uh, I mean, his force of will is amazing and he's still like do the same, you know, like he just go for it and never stops. And as a kid and growing up, I always see when I was like between three and 10 years old, he was almost never at home because he was working all the time. And I remember like this, it was incredible. Like talking to him, I remember this night and he came home like 8 PM and I just asked, asked him like, Hey dad, why, why do you do this? You know, because he was not working with marine biology anymore. He was just at a, like a normal job, you know, like getting up super early and coming home super late. And he actually didn't like the job. He was just doing for his goals, you know, and like he wanted to like buy a house or he wanted to move out, you know, he wanted to provide to us. And I just asked him why you do this. And he said, I do this because I want to provide for you guys. So that touched me like, and I was like, oh, my God, I mean, he's waking up 3 a.m. literally and getting to the job like five because he had to to go with a bus. And he spent like four, four hours at four hours daily at the bus. And he came back home like destroyed and still had time to to have dinner with us. So, yeah, man, I think first of all, my dad with this uh never quitting like mindset you know and just going forward and when I just started to working out I remember 
I was maybe 18, 19. I had a couple of guys like that I like to hear when I work out, like motivational stuff. And I don't remember the name of this guy, but he passed away. He was a super young guy. And I remember hearing him like it was motivational speeches with songs at the same time. And yeah, I mean, every time I hear him, like, just go for it, you know, never quit. If you like, if you have some struggles in your life, just to make you stronger, you know, and those guys like literally made me and who I am today, I think, because right now I'm super comfortable on being in uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I love being outside my comfort zone. It's, I know it's where I'm going to grow up. And yeah, I don't know if I answer your question, but I think my mentor was my dad. Yeah. And still is. You did answer my question perfectly. And I would love to dedicate this actual episode to your dad, if you would like to. Yeah, man. Yeah. That would be amazing. Awesome. I just love that you share that. I feel like that's something that many people need to hear. Um, the love of a parent that's just willing to do go the extra mile to assist their kids in pursuing their own dreams. Um, but I think the, the best message, like you said, is that he not only was hardworking, but he showed love in just a different perspective that most people are not used to seeing or feeling or experiencing. So I, I just love that you said that. It just really, it helped me to understand more about who your father was to you and still has shown you so much love and support in your career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad, man, is he's a family kind of guy. I mean, every time I talk to him, he's like, I always wanted to have a family since he was 18. And it was all because of his childhood, too. Uh, it was kind of crazy. But he always wanted to have a family and provide. And to be honest, I'm 30 right now. And I, I mean, I have my parents as a, as an example, and it's amazing to look at them and see, like, this relationship. You know, like, it's crazy. And I'm looking, I'm looking. It's hard, man. But uh, I, I'm not saying I'm like right now. I'm happy as I am, like single and working and focusing on my career. But yeah, at, at some point of my life, I want that too because I can see on my parents, how amazing that is, you know. Absolutely. And it's going to happen for you, Bruno. The great thing is you're actually putting the steps in place. So when you actually are able to get to that part, when you're able to give yourself to someone else and they're able to reciprocate that, that y'all will be in the right state of mind. And then you'll also be in a financial state where you'll be able to do it as well. So this is just kind of like you're doing the groundwork. It's kind of like the blueprint. You're actually or creating what's going to be something that's going to be magical for you. And you'll be able to mimic a lot of things you've seen from your parents. So I, I love that you have that support from both parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. So Bruno, can you tell me what's been one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about you? About me? Whoa. <laughs> uh, you're like, that's a, that's, I don't, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay okay let me see misconception okay i think i'm uh okay i'm when i get to work 
I'm really focused, you know, on what I have to do. So I can be friendly, but I'm not open. I don't know if you know what I mean, but uh, I try to separate my job from my like personal relationships and people people notice that when they really get to know me so when when i asked to this this kind of people like people that i met at work and suddenly or after a long time come into my personal life and i asked them or they sometimes they say to me oh the first time i saw you i thought it was like closed and you know like uh just serious and a guy with uh who doesn't talk much and I was like yeah I'm all of that but if you get to really know me you're gonna see that I'm fun you know I'm you know I just I just like I just love to laugh and have fun and yeah people people who don't know me think like this so Bruno, would you tell them next time when they say that? Just tell them that I'm like an onion. There's so many layers to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and, and the best part is like when people really get to know those other parts beneath the surface, they can start to develop the love for you that you have for yourself. Um, I always like to relate myself to like avocado um, because when you think of like, I know what I'm talking about food, right? <laughs> But when you think of it, like when someone gets to know me, like the pit is where a lot of the trauma and other issues, it lies there in the pit of it. But then there's the soft part in the inside, which is who I am most of the time. And not everyone gets an opportunity to see those parts of me. But when I do build a genuine connection, you can feel that. On the outside, of course, it can look a little rough. There's things that go on with different avocados, depends on how much you've eaten it or seen it, right? <laughs> You'll know how it looks, but no one really knows what people are actually going through on the outside. And a lot of times we can wear masks and it's hard for you to take it off. And so for me, especially people who know me, they know I'm always willing to be here, supportive, loving, but I have boundaries as well. And I feel like you can set a boundary with someone and say, hey, this is as far as I'm willing to take this, but this is also what I'm willing to gain. And in relationships, there should be a give and take, but the giving part shouldn't be that you're giving all of you to someone else and you don't have anything left for yourself. And so I always like to think of it like when you think of a cup of water, when, when you're pouring that cup of water into a bowl, it depends on how big the bowl actually is, how much it can actually take. And when it overflows, you either can clean it up or you can keep pouring. And I feel like with jo with joy, I feel like that's my whole part of life. I want to be able to put a smile on someone's yeah. face, but I also don't want to do it superficially. So I want to be happy within me so that way I can really be genuinely happy for others when they're doing great things as well. Yeah, man. And I, when you say that, I just, it's, it comes to my mind, like, it's funny because I dedicate a lot of my time to work. So what I hear a lot is that, for example, when I send some castings or self-tapes, people hire me because what they see on the camera. And when I, I remember, I, I, th I think I said to you at the beginning when I was struggling between like, okay, I'm, I'm environmental engineering, but I don't want to do this. So what should I do? And people who really knew me, 
said to me, you have a lot of charisma and when you are on camera, you can see that a lot. So I said, okay, let's try, you know. And people say that to me, like when they see my castings or my acting self-tapes, they say, oh my God, I want you because of your charisma and how you, how you like own the camera, you know. So when I get to the set, people see me and they say, whoa, <laughs> that's totally different from what the guy saw on the, the casting, you know. So sometimes they, they get like, oh my God, I've. I don't know if he's going to deliver, you know, I get, I get, I, it's crazy because people look at me and say that and think that they don't say that to me like straight, but when I go to the set and the director says action, it's like, uh, I become a, I became a beast, man. It's like, it's my, it's my time. You know, I, I know there's the pressure on, I love the pressure. I know there's a lot of people depending on me. So it's, it's amazing. Like I, I transform myself literally. And that's when people say, wow, you know, I get that. Wow. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but Bruno, I think yeah. you made a really great point as a model and an actor, you have to be able to transform into different roles. Like if you're doing runway and, and that's an example, especially for men, when it comes to modeling, a lot of times you are almost like the prop. If you're, in a group modeling with, with other female uh, models, a lot of times that's how it can appear to be. But I feel like if you're strong in your posing and, and knowing your angles, you might be the star of the actual shoot, even if you weren't hired to be the star. Like people are going to say, oh, I remember that guy who, who was in that shoot with whoever. And they're going to want to book you because of that. And like you say, when you're going over sides, when it comes to acting, um, I remember I used to do a lot of extra work and I used to do modeling when I was in high school. And I remember just the extra work was fun, like for going on movie sets and it's long hours. Like you said, we talking 16 hour days sometimes. Yeah. And there's yeah, a lot of stopping wait or going back to one. If I had to hear that phrase one more time, <laughs> I remember that just growing up and, but it was something I always wanted to do because I feel like just playing that character has helped me in my actual career as a counselor because you have to be able to be like a chameleon and to be able to 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 move with the person. And I always yeah. feel like acting and minding is like dancing. Like you have to know when to lead and when to follow and just when to pace yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Man. I didn't tell you, Bruno, I have like three left feet, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bruno, next question I have for you. If you could choose one actor to play you in a movie, which actor would you choose and what would be the title of the movie? Oh my God, man. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Mm, to play me. Um, okay, I have a, I have a favorite like but i don't know if he would be the guy but i i really like when brad pitt is acting because i can you know i, I really i really see okay I, I i think that okay like he he has this sex appeal really strong and he really use it like always you know so it's his strong side and all the movies that he does, I really enjoy seeing that because 
I can remember like a lot of times people said to me like my strong part is my sex appeal so I really tried to learn from him so yeah maybe maybe I'll choose him because of this because he has this sex appeal really strong and it's is amazing just yesterday I just saw a movie with him like uh meet Joe Black it's incredible and yeah, I w I'll choose him, and the name of the movie would be uh, I would say Artist Wanderer, I think, or Wanderer Artist. I like that. Or maybe we can do like Meet Bruno Barbieri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one too, man. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just joking. I was just saying a minute ago. I said I probably could be have Denzel and play me, but I I don't know. I, I love a lot of actors <laughs> in this field. I just I love just seeing people transform. I love Terrence Howard too. Like I feel like his role in Empire was just one yeah. of the most transformative roles. And I loved him in the best man. Like He's someone who I do really admire a lot in his career. And one person that I had a chance to meet when I did extra work, and he is someone who I've always admired is Mike Epps. And he is so funny in person. Oh, so I'm going to tell you a quick, quick story on Mike <laughs> Epps. So when I was auditioning for yeah. this movie, it was called Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. And they had auditions here in Shreveport. And I'll never forget, <laughs> I went to the casting call. And my grandmother at that time, she was like in a, the latter stages of her dementia. And so I always wanted her to be a part of everything we were doing. And so we went to the interview and I saw Mike Epps in the hallway. So I'm just thinking like Mike Epps Friday, like that's always what goes in my mind. And so my mom didn't know who it was. She was like, his face looked familiar. I'm like, that's Mike Epps. She's like, who? I'm like, Mike Epps. And so she's like, oh, okay, well, I don't know who it is, but I'm going to pretend like I know who he is. And so... <laughs> We were walking down the, the hallway and so Mike Epps saw my grandmother and my grandmother had made a comment to him that was just, you know, off the wall, but that's what her mind was at that time. So he said, I'm not going to use the curse word he used, but he said, B, what, did, what the heck are you talking about? And my grandmother turned around and she said, I will put you on my lap. I've been a school teacher. <laughs> so she went backwards in her mind to like being a school teacher. And he was like, this woman's crazy. And he just ran to the... <laughs> the audition room so the funniest thing when I got in the audition um the actual director was Malcolm Lee who was Spike Lee's cousin and so he did Undercover Brother he's done a lot of great movies but I remember him from that movie and so when I made it in there everyone's like do y'all know who this is I'm like yeah that's Malcolm Lee I know him well and I just started listing all this stuff he did and so my caps turned around like he said wait are you the guy that has that crazy woman? That's, I said, my grandmother, yeah, oh my God, don't put him in a movie. Please don't put him in a movie. That grandmother said she's going to whip my... And I was like, oh boy, I'm about to get this role. But it actually made me stand out. So like the director and them called me like the next day. And they're like, yeah, we want you in this movie, but please don't bring your grandmother on set. <laughs> but it was, it was so fun. And meeting him and James um, Earl Jones, who I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with and... Oh my God, it was that was the most oh, life-changing thing to sit down with him. And I was like, Simba, I'm your father. And he just started laughing. Because <laughs> I have a him, I love cracking oh, jokes. So like if I had anyone else that I would love to play me, it'd be Mike Epps, because 
I mean, I can be rated R with some comedy as well, but I try to keep it PG. But he is someone who just made me feel comfortable. Um, and it was just such a great opportunity, meeting Monique and um, Cedric the Entertainer, um, Suge Avery. I mean, there were a lot of Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. He was the nicest person I've ever met. I mean, oh, just a so genuinely cool. great soul. And so that experience really helped me to get out of my introverted self and to just kind of go in and just be a character and have fun. And so we just, it was a great experience. And so I love when you talk about like acting and modeling, it just brings me back to some of the worst parts of my life. Um, but I turned it around and made it better by just doing something out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's the fun. Like that's the, like you said, you meet so many crazy people, like people you admire, people you see, you know, like, and you get to meet them. And you get to see their their side when they're not working, you know. That's I think that's that's life, man. Because when I said to you, okay, I have my I have the Bruno when I go to the set. That's one Bruno, and the Bruno when I'm talking to my friends, you know, it's different. And those guys, they do the same. You can see that. I mean, they still have their like essence. Is the same but you can see differences, you know? So get to know them on this level is incredible. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I respect about you, Bruno, is that you're able to still be yourself and still get to show different sides. And I feel like all, as human beings, we, we all have different layers, like I was mentioning earlier, to ourselves. And you get to choose who you want to be in that circle. And so I feel like as you continue to progress in your career, you're going to meet a lot of people who are going to help you um, to propel you to a different level. But I just want you to stay who you are because I think that's what people love and they admire. True, true, man. All right, so Bruno, I have a really hard question. This is one I ask every guest. If you could give your younger self okay. one piece of advice, I want you to choose a specific age. And what would you tell to young Bruno? Oh man, this question gave me goosebumps. Okay. Um, oh, man. Yeah, man. So uh, there's a really hard moment for me in my life that it was when my parents got cancer. And it was just when I left university and had my diploma. And I was just like, what I'm going to do with my life, you know? So I was in a really difficult place, hard, like dark. And I'm, I was always a positive guy and, you know, like seeing the bright side of everything. And like always pushing and going forward. And at that moment, I realized my parents needed me and I had to, to be present. But I was struggling with a lot of things. Like, of course, I wanted to, to, to realize or to choose what I would do with my life, career-wise, what I, 
what is my next step. But I couldn't turn my back on my parents. And for me, to be honest, I, I thought a lot about this. Uh, is this like, okay, I'm going to stay with them. But I was, I didn't want to see, you know, like, the situation like going bad, you know what I mean? Like, for example, they having like a bad like scenario with the cancer. So I was like, I was really afraid for the first time, like really, really afraid to face that. And I was kind of, kind of alone because at the moment my sister was in, in Italy and I was like, okay, what should I do? And I stayed with them a little bit, but when they really needed me, I like ran away for, for the weekend because I couldn't handle, you know, it was, it was really hard, man. Like, okay, but if I could say something to my younger self, I would say, just stay there, you know, like, don't don't run away you know like stay there and endure and you can do it you know and yeah I'll, i think it would be that because because of this okay right now uh to be honest i i lived until now a really really amazing life and I can see when I have to act or do some like really hard scene, I need to look for emotions and and situation that I lived. And that's the one I always pick because that situation brings a lot of emotions to me, you know. I get like super emotional and I can really show what what people want to see with this so it's crazy but <laughs> i would go back and say for me to stay there because my parents really needed me that that time you know and yeah that'll be it i'm very proud of you juno right now for first of all opening your heart and sharing something so deep and dark that you experienced um, I do want to kind of share with you is what you were experiencing from what it appears, of course, is a trauma response um, to something outside of your control. And a lot of times with trauma, sometimes people will say, I'm just going to fight through it and just deal with it. And sometimes we can be putting what's called exposure therapy, and that can be problematic if you're not in the right state to deal with it. So I feel like I get where your answer comes from and stems from. But I also tell people, especially with clients, I always tell them that you have to work on where you are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, you know, physically, those aspects of yourself need to be in line before putting yourself in a trauma or trauma inducing or anxiety provoking situation. Um, because at times our mind goes into that fight, flight or freeze. And I think for you, which you fleeing in that moment was an opportunity for you to appreciate the love you have for your family, but also knowing that you didn't want to 
break down in front of them so much that you wouldn't be able to be emotionally invested. So I, I get how hard that is. And I've had friends who've been had cancer and I've had someone who actually passed away from cancer and it's not something you want to ever experience. Um, seeing people going through remission and going through the chemo, it's, 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 it's a lot. But I think the great thing is that you are able to now talk about it, which you're going to hopefully bring awareness on this podcast to some other people who are going through this as well and be able to hopefully have dialogue and discuss, you know, how hard it can be. And the great thing is now there's so many different like support groups out there for people struggling with grief and trauma, you know, and it's just about using your resources and being able to just have a different purview of what you've experienced. And I just want you to know that I'm very proud of you for sharing that because I know that's not an easy thing to discuss. But it's just being aware of where you are emotionally when you relive those traumas, because sometimes it can put us in a place where we don't want to be. And so just making sure that you have that support around you so that way you don't spiral. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's like that's for me is a is a topic I, I, I always want to talk about because it's hard. <laughs> so I'm I'm that kind of guy like that really likes to not go through life living superficial moments you know i like feeling emotions that's why i picked my career because to act man to in to like be a role like and a correct a character like live emotions that's not from your personal life you have to really be present you know you have to really dig deep and find what's the trigger you know so i really like talking about this it sounds crazy but uh i i know what happened i know how how happened and i know why it happened so right now i'm super okay talking about it and when you said when people go like to inducing Uh, anxiety moments or emotional moments sometimes they spiral you know but being an actor man you have to do it all the time you know like you have to induce your mind to to really look for that moment and that's you facing yourself all the time <laughs> so it's crazy but it's something that gives me I would say this feeling of being alive you know what i mean like it's, it's crazy because i can see myself now and i'm always looking for deep connections always looking for uh contact with the nature being present you know like knowing people that really matters and you can really have deep conversations and i i don't see that normally it's so hard to find people that want to live like this so i can find myself doing a lot of things alone because of this you know and since i'm alone i'm always like inducing myself to these emotions to feel it and to improve as a person because when you really learn to live with you like enjoy the moments you are alone I think you are ready to have any kind of relationship, you know, because you know, you're, you know, 
that you you are enough you know like and if you find someone that makes you feel like amazing then that's the one you know what i mean so yeah i went a little bit on another topic here but <laughs> yeah so we're going to change your movie title to dating with bruno <laughs> <laughs> i love that but you're right bruno i mean when you're in moments of solitude and you have time to actually discover and rediscover parts of yourself then you are open and you can be honest and willing to surround yourself with the right individuals who do have your best interests and that's only through you being able to find that discernment within you and, and being around the right people to know what works because um, you're going to have those moments where people are going to take advantage that's just a part of life but your energy as long yeah. as you keep your energy in the right state and you're also, like I said, being pretty much in the right mindset and emotional state at the same time. I feel like things can definitely pan out great for people. But we're going to have those moments where we're going to make mistakes and we just can learn from them. I just try not to make the same mistake over and over. So if I notice something's off, I have to check true, in with true. me first before I start checking anyone else. Because if I'm saying, oh, it's this other person then there may be part of me that is gravitating that energy to, to those kind of negative forces too. So I have to be aware of that as well. Yeah. And, and that's super hard, man. I realized that not so long ago, like I was sure like, okay, I'm hundred percent in peace with me. Like I'm, I'm okay. I know where my energy is and I know where I really want to, want to go. But at some, some points, I would see other person and some actions or some attitudes, some, some, some things that the other person will do would bring me awkward feelings, you know, like low energy. Uh, so, yeah. And then I, I, re I would realize that why is that giving me these feelings? And I, I really thought about this and I realized that it's because I'm projecting, you know, so I need to come back to myself and see what's happening. Just like you said. So yeah, I agree with that too, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like projection, like you said, is a big thing, but I think introspect, introspective work is important. Like you have to be able to look inward and you also have to be open to those, those changes as well. And so I'm glad that, first of all, that you shared that with us and gave us the opportunity to learn more about you, Bruno. I feel like people are going to really learn a lot about themselves hearing your story. But I have only two last questions for you, so I'm going to combine the last two. The first one is, um, can you tell our listeners where can they find okay. you online? And the second part of that question is, what's next for you? Can you tell us things that we can look for? Yeah. So I'm going to start with the last question. Uh, the next thing for me, so this last two years with COVID and right now we're just getting out of that situation. I, I was really focused on, on me, you know, like, like growing my, growing my, like growing, like as a human being and trying to be better at my career. And learning another, like, I would say businesses, because when COVID hit, a lot of production stopped. 
and I was actually in a show and with COVID they stopped and I had to to think about my life, what 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 I would do and I was just worried about my parents so I came to stay with them. And at that point it, it was amazing. Like the universe provided me like a nice job. I was in a reality show here in Portugal. Like it was similar to American Next Top Model. And it was amazing because I made a lot of friends, I made a lot of content, a lot of material for my portfolio and stuff. So what's next? I would say, man, I would say I'm going to keep grinding, you know, like, because I'm not satisfied with the things that I did. Like, I'm proud of myself, but I want more, you know. And I think my goal is to to go to the to the to the movies, you know, like that's where I really love to to work, like movies, like Marvel movies, super like like I don't know, man, like I was seeing just Lord of the Rings right now and Star Wars and all of that. I really love that. And I would love to be part of this, so I'm going to work for that. And on the meantime, I'm going to still keep modeling. I'm going to keep my my healthy lifestyle. And the one thing that really grew in the last year was my Instagram account. So I'm excited to work on it. I'm, I'm seeing like feedbacks and people contacting me through my Instagram. So, yeah, I'm going to keep growing that too. So, yeah, that's my goal. And where people can find me, they can find me at my Instagram is at Bruno Barbieri RO. And on my Instagram, you have everything that I'm part of, like YouTube. You can find my self tapes, my reels, my my movies, my commercials. You can find like some articles. You can find everything there. And yeah, man, that's it. Well, Bruno, this has been a pleasure having you on the show. I would love to have you back in the future if you're ever interested in kind of sharing more about your story, the ups and downs, things you're experiencing. I just think that you have a great sense of who you are and actually being able to share that with others. And I know your parents are very proud of who they were able to raise such a great person to to share their legacy. And you're doing an amazing job. Thank you very much, man. It was amazing talking to you. You know, like, I can really feel we'd be, like, super friends in real life. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I would like to do that for sure in the future. Um, You know, people say to me that I should start doing more podcasts. And I don't know, maybe it's a new thing for me, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah, thank you very much for having me and providing the, the space. And yeah, man. Well, I'm here for you, Bruno. Anytime if you need to reach out to me, you have my information. Just hit me up and we'll make it happen. But for our fans, let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you so much, Bruno, for being on the show. This has been a great time just getting, like I said, more information about you and your career. And I just wish you nothing but the best and success in your career moving forward. Thank you, man. I wish you the best, too. And let's keep growing, man. Absolutely. All right, Bruno. Well, I'll talk to you later.
I'll talk to you later, bro. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. I'm not a